0: You know I've not been on the Vikings all year. Sorry, Vikings fans, all right? Blow the horn, do whatever you want to do. I've not believed in this team. And here come the Giants. The last time they saw them, Baldy, they had to kick a a 60-yard field goal to beat these guys. And I'm thinking Brian Dable is going to come in, and he's going to have an excellent game plan, and they are going to control the clock and time of possession is going to get cut down. This is what I'm envisioning, Baldy. And all of a sudden, that explosiveness that all the Vikings have is going to get minimalized, and this is going to be a tight game. And what happens when these games are tight? The Vikings are going to choke. That's what I'm seeing this weekend. Tell me I'm wrong.
1: Carl, so why is it that people don't believe in the Vikings? Why, why, why? Because I'm with you. Like, I don't – like the record is the record. And it's, like, you can't deny, like, the wins are the wins. They found ways. And some Sundays, you know, there was no answer for Justin Jefferson Um, and Kirk Cousins. Even the last time they played, I mean, Justin Jefferson had a great game. Kirk Cousins didn't make an error uh, in a 27-24 victory. But we look at a defense that's certainly not a championship defense. Mm -mm. Like, Daniel Jones went up and down the field throwing the ball. If Bellinger doesn't, you know, get the ball knocked out of his hands, they might win Like if if – but I just feel like the Giants in that game really made a statement in that game. First of all, for the first time all year, you go, okay, they they have a real passing attack. Patrick Peterson, they went after him, they went after Duke Shelley, they went after and all these guys made plays, whether it was Richie James or Isaiah Hodgins or Darius Slayton, Bellinger, they all made plays. My thing is I believe in Wink Martindale. Like I believe he's a great coach. And at one point, when they were beating the Packers and winning, beating Tennessee early in the season, he was playing guys. Carl off the street. Fabian Moreau wasn't on the roster to start that's the season. You true. just look at these guys. They had playing rookies out there. Nick McFadden lining up at corner. Well, they got Xavier McKinney back. They're going to get Adoree Jackson back. They're going to get some of these guys are going to return on Sunday. And we're you talking about just, the
0: Giants, Giants' defensive coordinator, guys. Uh, yes, I'm, that's who yes. we're talking about.
1: So, and and Wink would love to be a head coach. Like, I've known Wink a long, long time. He's a great coach. And you just talk to Julian Love. Talk to his players. And they'll go, you know, you say, like, hey, you know, what's what's he do that's different, Julian? He goes, Baldy. Like, he, you know, it's like what Vic Fangio was as a coordinator. You know, Mm. like, he just knows how to put pieces together, knows how to break down your protections. Um, Like, Kirk Cousins is going to get hit. And he's going to get hit early in his game, Carl. And I'm not knocking Kirk Cousins on this podcast here. He's had success. He has, but we we don't believe in Kirk Cousins in big games. We just don't. He has to prove it to us. Show us. You know he's been in this league a long time. He hasn't showed big games. He can lay a clunker with the best of them. And I just feel like on this game, this is Wink Martindale's game. Like this game plan, you saw. A lot of it last week against Jalen Hurts in Week 18, Giants weren't playing anybody, but they still hit Jalen Hurts and chased him with free hitters coming from all all different directions. You're like, where'd that pressure come from? I hadn't seen that one all year. That's a pretty good one. Let me let me slow that one down and see what he did. Baldy, they blitz more than anybody,
0: right, in the league per, percentage wise. They yeah. bring more pressures than anybody. Giants.
1: It's it, 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 it they, they come they it's formation based and okay you can spread them out okay limit the number he, they still come after you so. They got They're going to get challenged in this game. And can Kirk Cousins and the offense have an answer for the pressures? To me, we can talk about Daniel Jones and and he's played great. He's like Carl. People don't understand. He ran for seven hundred eight yards this year. It's crazy. Seven hundred yards. It's crazy. Like this is this a legitimate you know two way threat? And he burned the Vikings in the first game with with a lot of runs. And so you combine that with Saquon and. Dable and what you know what they're doing right now it's like i think this is where the upset happens this week
0: yeah you know how i feel we will see how it plays the nfl is a wonderful thing you know why guys you have to prove it on the field we can talk about it we can do all this stuff but at the end of the day when these guys line up it's all one on the field and that's what makes it the best reality tv on television. All right, Baldy, let's talk about these last two games before we get out of here. Ravens Bengals. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this simply because no Lamar. Now, we can address this next week as we talk about the divisional round and if the Ravens in- end up losing, maybe they go upset the Bengals and I'd be shocked. Me too. But but this no Lamar situation is troublesome. It's I don't want to say he's letting his teammates down, Baldy. I don't know the severity of the yeah. injury. But what has happened, in my opinion, is the private conversations of a contract have become a circumstance that now he's hurting his team. This whole thing about, you know, securing the bag and being healthy and and not putting himself in harm's way. And now you're not going to play in the playoff game. You know, uh, playoffs. Uh, Are we talking about the playoffs? I mean, this is this what you play for. So. Give my team a chance. I'm a little disappointed. I'm not going to lie that when I heard the news, he wasn't going to play. I do not know the extent of the injury. And if it's more severe, then I'll retract that and say, hey, Lamar, you made the right decision. But it's bothering
1: me, Baldy. It's bothering me. It's bothering me. And it's a big question mark for a lot of others. And I'm with you, Carl. I, I never, ever want to doubt or speculate about a player's injury. but. You, like, it's the old Willis Reed, you know, coming out for the Knicks, you know, on one leg and winning a championship, all right? I mean, we we all have that vision growing up, walking, you know, watching Willis walk out, you know, on one leg and play and helping his team. Like, you, I just feel like if you were really committed, you'd at least be on the practice field, Carl. You'd at least be on the practice field. You might be gimpy. You might, but you got to at least go out there on the practice field. You you can be as healthy, you could be an unhealthy scratch on you know, uh, against Cincinnati, but you have to be on the practice field That's right. and show show us, show the team that you can't do this. You can't just stay in this hiding, you know, and say, I can't do it. You know, the, the knee doesn't feel right. Like, you got to kind of show, like, there, there, there are a lot of guys. I mean, I know Calais Campbell real well. There's a lot of guys in that Ravens team that are playing far less than 100%. No question. I seen Ronnie Stanley out there on, on one leg a bunch of the times in a season, but at least he's out there and then he gets, you know, he, he's got a limp to the sideline. I don't know. He's just like, I just understand, like, I understand the chicken. I understand yes. the, the bread. I get yes. all that. Yes. But this is a team game and they need electric Lamar. They're not going to get that, but they at least got to make the effort. I think Carl, that's where I'm at. I mean, guys, we could talk about what the
0: Bengals are. We know what they are. They're the heavy favorite. They're at home. We just saw this matchup last weekend. Here's the tr- – I think if you're a Ravens fan, you go, my defense played well enough in the second half to keep yeah. us in the game. We just didn't get any the offense, you know, and you said it. Would Lamar with a, a knee brace on? Would he be Lamar? I, I don't know. But just the fact that he's out there – Gives you an
1: idea, or at least the defense has to account for more things. Well, let me just go back to Lamar for one second. All right. Like, so I'm I'm, I'm here to defend Lamar in some way, too. Like, they just gave Roquan Smith $100 million. He's just, he's the highest paid linebacker in football right now. Yeah. And he's been there for less than two months. So I he, there's a part of Lamar that's saying, wait a second, hold on. He's like, like- I love Ro- Roquan. He's made our defense better. He's a great player. He'd been here for two months. I've been here for five years. Like, what about me? Like, there is a part where you go, wait a second, they're doing this backwards. They're just doing this backwards. Like, take care, like the guy that's gotten you to the playoffs and gotten you all these wins and been the, the league MVP. I think there's a part of Lamar that saw that happening this week and they're like, all right, see you guys. Like, I'm checking out. Like, I, I don't know that. I'm just speculating. I'm on the outside looking in. For sure. So, and I've been in that locker room when somebody gets the money and you're like hold on a second like i thought i was first in line because there is, there is a line to the there parents. is a line there there's is a line
0: yeah no doubt there's a line in your job i mean you yes. know i'm not saying you yes. know, i'm taking the yes. listeners no, no, no. Totally. yeah there's a line that, you know and if you put in the work you've been productive you've done yes. the, the job at a high level and then the new guy comes in and gets paid you what's up i mean yes. like you know i <laughs> yes. get it
1: So uh, I'm with you, Baldy. All right, but, let, you know, going back, going back to last week, like yeah, this Joe Burrow is just an amazing player. Um, did like, you like, did, did you see his quote? By the way, I, I
0: just want to read this real quick. I, ahead, I, I was please. I was looking at this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he said, and, and I'm going to paraphrase, but basically he was saying you can't be afraid in these big moments. That that is where he thinks he plays his best, and he was talking about. Playing with the swagger and the confidence, right? And and I'm a cigar guy, all right. I, I love stogies. I, 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 I'm a big cigar aficionado guy. So when I saw these guys bust out the cigars last week, you know, and I saw him do it after he won the national championship at LSU, and I'm like, that's my dude, Joe Burrow's yeah. my guy. But he's talking about not being afraid, Baldy, of these moments and. I heard him last week say, you know, they were like, so, you know, uh, what do you think about your window? And, you know, did you see this? And he was like, yeah. our window is as long as I'm here.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I'm going to give was, you a chance every year.
0: Yeah. It was like, you he's know, he was like, suck on it. That was his thing. And I love that about him,
1: but I know you want to expound a little bit more on Joe Burley. Well, I mean, look, I mean, I have as much respect for Marlon Humphrey as any corner in his business. He's he's a great person. He is an elite player. And Jamar Chase is making these catches on him last week, Carl. And the throw and the receiver, Jamar—it's just too perfect. Like it's just okay. We're going to just feed, you know, Kareem in the post. Good luck stopping stop the sky hook. Like you can't stop it. It, it feels like it's Kareem. Like you just—it's just that good. But the two of them, and, and, and it's just. it To your point about the quote, like Joe Burrow just knows that he can put the ball in the right spot for his guys to go get it. I don't care if it's Trent Irwin or Jamar or T Higgins. Higgins. Like he just has yeah. that belief in him. And he's just like, if you just break him down from a mechanic standpoint, you can't throw it any better. You can't be any more perfect in your mechanics and everything. Like he just has that. And he has a deep belief in his ability to put it in the perfect spot, play after play. And if you have to, if this game would come down to the final drive, you know, it was like yesterday was the anniversary of, John Elway's drive, you know, against Cleveland. Yeah. 98 yards. And it was just one perfect throw after another. Like I believe Joe Burrow is capable of doing that in any spot against anybody to go win the game. Um, you know, if they gave him one more chance in the Super Bowl last year, he was on his way to doing it and time ran out. By the way, I watched the
0: highlights of that. It's still incredible. Oh, Elway see. Elway was freaking incredible. Yeah. I mean just, yeah. you know, and, and 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 they're showing the Browns fans and
1: they have to go 98 yards and it was just
0: yeah. like, oh man, it yeah.
1: was so good. I know. So much for every ran you know, every Brown fan to this day. It's just one <laughs> gut punch after another every year.
0: All right, last but not least, let's talk about Cowboys bucks guys in the yeah. huddle. Um this is wild card weekend. Remember, two games Saturday, three Sunday with the Sunday night game, yeah. and then Monday night Cowboys and Buccaneers. Talk about what we saw last week with these <laughs> Cowboys, uh, Baldy. What, what's going on?
1: Well, I mean, it starts with Dak. And uh, Dak is, uh, you know, the pick six. You know, he could add a pick six to play before that, you know, to Fuller. Um, late, um, late eyes. Uh, just, but I, but, I, but I just don't see the timing necessary right now with him and CD and him and Michael Gallup. I mean, there's a rhythm and a timing to a uh, passing game. It's got to be the precision, and it's just not there. He's getting off his receivers too quickly. It's play after play. He did not play well, but then they didn't run the ball well at all. They got yeah. whipped up front by Washington. I mean, whipped. And you know, they they juggled the offensive line last week. Jason Peters at left tackle, and Tyler Smith moved into guard, and Connor McGovern moved to center. Like they they had to do this switch to handle the loss at the center. So, but they didn't play well up front they got whipped. And so the running game was non-existent. And then so Dak is like, there's real question marks. I, I don't know what's going on. Like whether, you know, that thumb injury he had week one against Tampa, like he's afraid that if he follows through, he's going to hit a helmet right. in a pocket that gets dirty and cloudy, Carl. Like I can't speak for Dak and how he feels, but he's, <clears throat> he you know, he didn't play well. It's more way more than just a turnover. Uh But then you know, defensively, they've got a big glaring hole at left corner. Like every time I look up, there's a new left corner. Trayvon Mullen last week, Kelvin Joseph, Na'Shon Wright. You know, they just signed Xavier Xavier Rhodes. Uh, Xavier Rhodes, like Rhodes, might be there at left corner. Like it's a weird, it's a, it's, it's weird. It's so, a bad so, weakness, Carl. So, so let and, me
0: ask you, Baldy, real quick about Diggs. How, what's been the difference this year with him? I know you're you're talking about the, the, the other side, and they're, they've they struggled. Diggs hasn't played as well, in my opinion, that he did last year. And I know people say, well, they don't throw his way. But there are other things, even in run support. Some of, some of the stuff that I've seen, and I know you break it down, I'm just – he hasn't played as well as he did well, last
1: year. He, if he had 11 interceptions this year, Carl, you'd say he's playing as well. He just doesn't have the numbers. The numbers, right. But, but you know, like A.J. Brown double moved him. I mean, he's gotten beat. You know, he's a gambler. And so he, you know, he, he gives up th- plays, but you, you kind of live with those when you can take the ball away the way he did, you know, you think about the pick six against the Patriots, you know, last year and, and like, you know, so when you put up numbers, all, everything else kind of goes away. And if you don't get those and those things happen when they happen, you can't force them, you know, and if you're not getting a lot of targets because the other side has been such a weakness, then it really kind of shows up. Um but I just – like I, I did that game two weeks ago against Tampa against Carolina and Mike Evans just wore out. We talked about it in the podcast. No J.C. Horn. Yep. They're going to go after that corner. And they did for three touchdowns. And, you know, going into that game, Mike Evans had three touchdowns on the season. He got three in that game. So, like I just feel like, you know, that's a, that's a weakness that Tom Brady sees, Mike Evans sees, Chris Godwin sees. Like I believe they're going to really go after that, whoever's playing that position. They're going to go after him. And if the pass rush doesn't get better and the only guy that's winning with any consistency is Micah, he's making things better for other guys. Um, I just don't see tank and Fowler and Armstrong. I don't see some of these guys winning the way they did when they led the league in sacks after, you know, 13 weeks. Uh, It's kind of gone away the last month. Tampa defensively. Again, we talk about their
0: personnel. I'm just curious. What's going to be the key there for them? Uh, and if you're wondering, by the way, again, Cowboys, you know, we were talking with Nick about this this spread on this game. He thinks it's going to be it, – it'll be two and a half, three points when it's all said and done, uh, if you're
1: wondering about the spread. But what do they have to do, Baldy? Well, they've gotten healthy. They have gotten healthy. Like, Vita Vea is back. Akeem Hicks is back. William Golson is solid. Like, they're good against the run. Now, defensive end-wise, like, Joe Tryon Shoyanka – Uh, Anthony Nelson, those guys have played every snap the last three weeks. They've just been down numbers at defensive. Obviously, Shaq Barrett got, you know, was lost for the season earlier. Um, You know, they, so their defense, they're not getting great pass rush from those guys. So they got a blitz with Devin White and, you know, um, Todd Bowles has to get creative and he can do that. He's the, he's the pressure king. So they've got to create the pressure right now. And that leaves them a little vulnerable, Carl, um, Mm. if you can block their pressures up. To, to making some plays because they just can't get it off the edge right now.
0: It's going to be a great weekend, guys. We cannot
1: wait. Where are you at, my friend, this weekend? Uh, I'm doing the Hula Bowl on Saturday, so it kind of knocks me out. Uh, but then Sunday, I, I got to do uh, do some, you know, some my share of breakdowns on these three games Sunday. So uh, I'm not going to be at a game Sunday because of my m- commitment to the Hula Bowl right now.
0: That's fun. Well, I mean, come on, the Hula Bowl, come on. Yeah, you're, no, you're, you're, no, you're...
1: no complaints here, Carl. <laughs> Place here at all?
0: <laughs> well, enjoy Baldy. Have a good time. Looking forward to these games, guys, and we'll be back next week. We'll talk about the divisional round, what happened moving forward. We're counting down to the Super Bowl. The playoffs are here, and we're here to talk about it with you. In the huddle, Brian Baldinger, Carl Dukes, Jason Lock on 4. Guys, have a great day. We'll talk to you next time.